0: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports book app. Now joined by the number one sports beat writer for the eighth ranked Arizona Wildcats, the great Bruce Pascoe. Bruce, that was just a fact. That was not a compliment right there.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I I would dispute that, but uh, I'm just lucky to be doing it every day, basically.
0: Yep. All right, Bruce. So going into this season, I'll be honest with you. I thought that this Arizona team, I thought they'd take a step back. You know, I looked at Ben Matherin. I looked at Christian Coloco, Dalen Terry leaving. And I'm thinking, all right, you're replacing them with some guys. But I'm thinking these are more solid players than anything else. And Tommy Lloyd, lo and behold, has them at 22 and four. And I know we're coming off a tough loss against Stanford, but still in contention for a number one seed. What what surprised you the most about this year's team, if if anything?
1: Probably their versatility. How I think, you know, even though I think to your point, their their talent is a little bit down and their depth is certainly down. You know, they don't have as much depth that, that Tommy Lloyd can trust or wants to trust. Uh, but they, they can win games in different ways and have. And, you know, I think that UCLA game really stands out. I mean, winning a game in the 50s, who would have thought a Tommy Lloyd right. team would, would ever score in the 50s, much less win a game in the 50s? And then uh, you know, uh, in the winning games over a hundred in the 90s, they can do it any number of ways. They're just uh, so you know, and I and that maybe can you know for them maybe that contrasts a little bit to last year where they got you know kind of bogged down and. In a couple of games, uh, you know, Colorado got them pretty good. Uh, you know, there was a UCLA game at UCLA, and then certainly those those last two tournament games, TCU and and Houston, were really physical games that they struggled in. And this team's shown a little more versatility and maybe a little more toughness, just not the that super you know that that super talent that uh, you know those three guys brought. Now, I thought
0: as Ulos Tabellis going into the season, I'll be honest, I thought he'd be really good. I thought he would be probably 17 points, eight rebounds, something like this. But, Bruce, I'll be honest with you. I did not see him having kind of a Derek Williams-type year, which is what he's had to this point. I mean, it's really been remarkable just the improvement that he's shown on the court so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just gotten more efficient and and, and just so much more consistent every game, except for Stanford. Here we were talking about it after Stanford when – you know he disappeared you know although partly for a lot reasons that weren't you know all him and that he got in foul trouble and he couldn't get the ball so but but for the most part this year he's been you know he's walking double double every game pretty much it seems like anyway and and uh you know i think at cal you know it was what you know 24 13 or something you don't even like think about it. it and uh you know, just really consistent. I think he made the point in the preseason that uh, those two, the last games, he really didn't play well in either of those either, especially against Houston. I think those drove him to really hard over the summer. And he talked about that, and it's he's lived up to that. And from what I heard after Stanford game, you know, we weren't allowed to talk to him, but he really took that hard. And I think, you know, I, I think he's, he's going to come out and probably have a big week. Uh, you know, maybe even the finish the season on a high note after, after that, he's, a, he's uh, what, a, you know, quiet guy, but I think inside he's really got a motor.
0: All right. And playing Stanford, what, uh, that was obviously a game that I did not see coming. I thought Arizona would probably win that game by seven to 10 points or whatever, but that also shows you too, that as good as this team is. They're also vulnerable. I also I always felt last year that yeah. last cool. year's team could always just kind of outman you at certain points. I mean, you could be down ten, but you still had Mather and you still had Coloco on the back end against Stanford. You saw that the margin for error isn't quite what last year's team was as good as this year's team is.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that that's true. I mean, and but but it's also not surprising. I mean, we all right. thought. I'd, they would be a little down this year you can't lose three guys the nba draft and just uh, pick it up because even if you replace them with five three five-star players as freshmen it's not going to be the same because freshmen almost never have you know that kind of same impact that those guys were guys who've been in the system and that you know and and then you know frankly had all been under two coaches you know sean miller and tommy lloyd arguably making them even you know better players because two different styles two different systems emphasis you know uh, miller drilling defense and defense into him, and this and that and, and lloyd t- tweaking the defense and running a different offense and uh, you know the right. really good players and and super talented and i think you've seen that play out in the way not only ben matherin might be you know one of the best rookies if not the best in the league but coloco uh, you know you know, having a having probably a better uh, rookie year than than a lot of people thought.
0: All right. Now, let me tell you about something here. Time to pay a few bills here. The dra- or, uh, the four peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Bruce, have you heard my nickname for the four U of A big men?
1: Yes. Do you think that's stupid? Be honest. Uh, well, the only thing is when you think of four peaks, you think of Phoenix, right? Yeah, I know. That's the so one. That's the one drawback. It's the Tucson team, so you know. Right. I, but again, I, either know. way,
0: the official brew of PHNX Sports Four Peaks. Check it out. Um, you can come to our tap and bottle locations, and you can get the Four Peaks for our watch parties right there, or you can go to Tempe, the inferior city, the Tucson, and get it there as well. But either way, Four Peaks, great, uh, great beer. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. And Mountain Mike's Pizza. Do you like pizza, Bruce? Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't like pizza? <laughs> Who All doesn't? right, right. Mountain Mike's Pizza, Oracle and Wetmore. Um, go check it out. Great TV setup, great food. You know what? Think about it this way: you're getting out for a uh, lunch, and you're like, "Man, what's Bruce Pascoe been writing?" You get the Arizona Daily Star. You get some. Uh, you go to Mountain Mike's Pizza. You check it out. Good stuff right there. Great TV setup, drinks, food. You name it. Pizza's fantastic. Check it out. Show notes and the link in the description. All right, Bruce. Going forward with this squad, what do you expect? Like, because to me, I watch this team and I think to myself, they could win two, or they they could lose in the second round, or they could yeah. go to the final four. And quite frankly, neither one would really surprise me. You in that boat? You got or are you thinking something different? What's up there?
1: Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's college basketball. We could say that probably about. 10 teams this year at least right that that are in that situation there's probably some that are a solid bet to make that second weekend but you're you're right arizona could uh you know could could struggle in in the first or second round particularly if they dip to like a third seed or or even a fourth certainly then you're looking at a really tough game in the second round um so yeah it could happen but also you know they have ways you know again they're versatile they you know when they're clicking and and both both the inside and out are going, they're really hard to beat. And and for that reason you could see it going to the final four. You're right. It could be it could be either way. Right. Now Umar Ballo, I
0: thought last year, um, first of all I was wrong on Umar Ballo. I thought that he would kind of just be a practice player, kind of a, a Eugene Edgerson type. You go in there, you throw some elbows around, you know, things like that. Yeah. He's obviously very he's obviously skilled. Um he I'm of the point, though, that they are when you have Julius Tabellis and you have Umar Ballo, those are the two guys that every single game, and I know it's not necessarily fair, but I need to get almost 38 points and 20 rebounds out of you. Because that's Arizona's one big advantage going into every single game. And mm-hmm. honestly, I think that's a real testament to uh, Tommy Lloyd's player development as well, that these guys are both in the position that somebody like me can realistically expect that from them.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree. I think, you know, Balo showed signs, though, I think, towards the end of last year where you could kind of see this coming, but he's probably even been arguably a little better than that, especially, you know, as quick as he did it. I mean, getting that Maui tournament, he was just absurd. And that efficiency it was just absurd in that tournament and, uh, you know, what he did there. And I think, um, you know, ever since then, they've been they've been just alternating. And they're, they're both, you know, I think there's been, what, three games when they're they both had a double double at the same time, right. and then when they don't have them at the same time, usually one of them does. It's just they're just a constant, and yeah, that's what this team needs. And I think that's why, uh, you know, at Stanford, Courtney Ramey hit eight threes, and he even said after the game, "I don't really want to hit eight threes. I'd rather get the ball to those guys because that's how we win games." I mean, that's basically what he said anyway, and um, there's there's some truth to that. But uh, you know, ideally for Arizona, that happens when they 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 get a little bit of both, you know, or they get a little bit of shooting to compliment those two guys inside. Have you ever seen somebody you've been covering basketball a long time?
0: And that's not an old joke. I'm just saying you've been covering basketball a long time. Um, Have you ever seen a player like Pella Larson that is clearly far better coming off the bench than he is in the starting lineup? And it's basically put him on the bench and he's going to be immediately better than he is in the starting lineup. You ever seen anything like that?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's been some really good second men, you know, you think of like, you know, even Jason Terry before, you know, or, you know, on that 97 team way back when, and Mm -hmm. um, a couple, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think Andrea Godala was the sixth man when he was a freshman, but yeah, Hassan Adams, a lot of those guys all became better starters. So, you know, so they don't really qualify for what you're saying. But so I think in that case, yeah, arguably Larson is a little unique. I think that's, you know, a couple of things there. He just, yeah, he's comfortable with it. He did, he did it a lot last year and, uh, you know, became the sixth man of the year. And, and so he's confident in that role and he, he brings energy off the bench. And I think, you know, uh, Tommy Lloyd pointed out, or maybe it was Murphy, I can't remember, uh, that that his mentality is, I think, starting, he little really bothered him if he got that early foul or two and he doesn't have to worry about that as much off the bench so that's maybe a secondary factor as as well and you know it's unusual right yeah absolutely especially a guy who you know needs to shoot a little bit too to come into a game cold and and be able to produce it's not it's not easy and and he's been doing it on a really high level
0: what do you? Uh, you mentioned that uh, you think that Julius Tabilos might make up for his performance this past week. You looking for a big week out of the big man this uh, this coming week?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I, I just think he's got a he's got a real determination about him that you don't see necessarily by the way he speaks and even acts. He's just he's just driven, and you know, uh, provided Arizona, you know, can get him the ball a reasonable amount of time. I mean, he he can create his own you know steal here or there and take it in, but you know as long as they get him the, the the ball in an average amount of time i could see him posting two double doubles this weekend no no question
0: All right, Bruce Pasco travels with the team, but let's say that you're saying to yourself, I'm not Bruce Pasco, and I want to still watch the game with other people. Tap and Bottle watch parties. Come check us out. Um, We had a big show in last week. would love to see you down there. Tap and Bottle, the go-to place for away game. While Bruce is behind the bench writing stuff up, you can come have a few beers with us, yell at the screen and get ready for the post-game show. Tap and Bottle. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. And... More furniture, MORfurniture.com. They've redone the entire PHNX studios, looks fantastic. I'd highly recommend good prices. Um, we talked about Brody Dryden the other day. Brody Dryden, as Bruce knows, is about six foot eight. I'm not six foot eight, but you know what? They have furniture for both of us out there. So check it out. Good stuff right there. More furniture, morfurniture.com. You're gonna like my last read, Bruce, coming up. But um, I wanted to ask you now. You've covered a lot of personalities over the years. I mean, you covered, obviously, we talked about it a ton. You've covered Jerry Tarkanian. and you've covered uh, Roly Massimino, Lute Olsen, the great Kevin O'Neill, um, you know, lots of, di- lots of different guys. Tommy Lloyd, I'm just going to say this right there. Tommy Lloyd likes Bruce Pascoe. You can just tell Tommy Lloyd likes Bruce Pascoe. My question is this. What do you... What what are your just kind of opinions of covering him on a day in day out basis? Because you're, you're around the team. You're just around more than any other media member.
1: You know, I think, I think, you know, I spoke to his dad and uh, at UW uh, a couple of weeks ago and he was at the game and he said, you know, I always tell people what you see is what you get. And I think he's right. I mean, Tommy Lewis is just a, he's just, he carries himself like a regular guy. He's just easy to relate to. Uh, you know, and I think, you know, he's, he's, you know, he, he, he's pretty straightforward about, you know, his emotions, his players seem to bond with him like that. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, you know, not that all coaches are phony or anything, but certainly a lot of them present differently to the media and their players than they really are. I think, I think Lloyd is that way. The, the, the only thing you don't see sometimes is how super competitive he is. Yeah, and, and that came out a little bit after Stanford. He, he was a little testy in the press. Have room you ever seen way. him that upset? I would say that's right up there with any of them. I mean, I mean honestly, even when he lost, remember that game? You might have been in the press room, Mike, when they lost to Washington State at home. We were all sitting there waiting for him to come in. That was the first game he lost to Mikhail. We're all sitting there thinking, mm, what's this gonna be like? You know, everyone's a little bit wondering, is he uh, you know, but he he came in and he was he was pretty uh, you know, and maybe he had cooled off, I'm sure a little bit, but he came in and he was, you know, uh, you know, he, he seemed to have it in perspective. He's like, Hey, I lose, this is part of it. Sometimes you lose, et cetera. And um, but I think Stanford really, really bit at him and, you know, maybe maybe a couple other games too. Um, you know, um but even like even the Houston loss last year, they'd end their season. And again, he, there was a cooling off period before he got to us, and and he was pretty measured after that one, too. So you don't always see it, but uh, but you know, there's no question he has a, you know, he, he does have a, a really strong competitive fire, just like almost all of them do. He's
0: I knew just, he was a really resistive. different guy, I knew he was a real cool customer when the, the TCU game, and, you know, we're sitting in press row, and yeah. Arizona's down three and Ben Matherin gets the ball. And a lot of coaches would have started screaming for a timeout or yelling or whatever. He just looked at Ben Matherin and he said, go. And yeah. Ben Matherin pulled up for the three. That's when I really knew because the season was totally on the line there. Ben Matherin doesn't make that shot. Arizona's probably getting bounced in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I really knew that, man, this guy is really – that's just who he is right there because that was about as dire a moment as you will have as a coach, and he didn't flinch. He, he just yeah. played his
1: cards. Yeah. I think he knew, you know, I think that's, that's it. I think he has a good feel for that and uh, letting guys go when they need to go and trusting them. There are times lately, especially where he's called early timeouts when, you know, he needed to reset something, which kind of went against what he was doing earlier in the year where he would let them go through that. And and I think with Matherin, everybody knew he was special. And by the end of the year, what yeah? What do you need to say to him? And especially, maybe you don't even you don't even want to call a timeout. If nothing else, to keep that you know that momentum and that that fresh. But you know, M- Mathur was the kind of guy who just you know in that situation was just like, "Give me the ball, get out of the way, I'm I'm going to do it," and he did it. And and I think Tommy knew that that, that was. You know that was possibility, and he was like, "I don't want to mess with this. Let, let, let's let this guy go." And how do you? You got Arizona UCLA
0: coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, UCLA probably going to win the conference now, but watching UCLA Arizona up close, what did you take away? Because those are two; those are clearly the two best teams in the conference by a mile. What did you think of that matchup?
1: Wow, I just I just was again shocked at how not shocked, but just. You know, because I saw Arizona changing to be a little more adaptable, but just the way they won that was was really something else. And and just holding UCLA down the way they did, I, you know, I think, I, I you know, I still think UCLA top to bottom is more talented. They're they're deeper, uh, you know. But Arizona has a really top shelf offense. And again, when both inside and out are hitting, then I don't even think UCLA can match when that, when it's going. So it's just a really interesting matchup. And that game at UCLA. You know, I mean, you hope just as a as as an observer and, and I'm sure fans, too, like you hope it does come down to the conference being on the line for that game. But but Arizona's going to need a little help for that to happen. But um, either either way, it could be a tremendous game, because even if the conference isn't at stake, there's going to be seeding implications for the Pac-12 tournament and the NCAA tournament. So it, it'll be huge.
0: All right. Last two reads right here. Candlin. We're taking off, Bruce. That's how we got so many of these sponsors right now. We like this. And with Bruce Pasco coming on, that never hurts. But Candlin, check it out. A lot of people don't have uh, what they need in life. Kids down in Phoenix, Candlein.org uh, has, uh, they're there to help them from resources to school, you name it, they've got it. Candlein.org, great thing to check out right there, help out some of the uh, people with some uh, that don't have all the basic necessities. And the new sponsor here, Roman. After Valentine's Day, this is the ta- this is the place to go. Check it out, getroman.com, or check out the show notes in the link in the description. Want to feel a little bit healthier about yourself, feel a little bit younger, all that. Roman has you covered right there. There's a reason that it's taken off and that so many people are utilizing it. So check it out, getroman.com and the show notes and the link in the description. Now is better time than ever. All right, Bruce. Um, before we sign off here. I just wanted to ask you a little bit, though, about like, I've had a bunch of people ask me this over the years, and I felt you would be the better person to ask. If somebody wanted to get into covering, and again, newspaper is different now than it was when you, but how did you get into just covering? Did you always want to be a journalist? Did you always want to write? Did you, because I know how you got thrown into the UNLV job, but did you always want to do what you're doing?
1: Um, I wasn't sure. I honestly, I was a double major in journalism and economics. And I thought maybe I wanted to go into banking or something. And I actually interviewed with banks as a senior in college. And, and then I got, you know, I got some really attractive inter- uh, internships in at newspapers. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna try this. <laughs> right. You know, on top of having written for a student paper and uh yeah really enjoyed it and so i just stuck with it and then actually i I started in las vegas as an editor i was a copy editor and page designer and uh you know covered a little baseball on the side and then you know six months into the job our guy covering triple a baseball there left for reno and i took that job and then and then uh you know a couple years after that the guy um who's covering UNLV left to go to Denver and that job was open and nobody else on the staff wanted it because even though it was, they were the number one team in the country most of the time in that era, uh, there was just so many, um, you know, so many other things to cover with that sport. So it wasn't a lot really of court, fair. a lot of court cases, I spent as much time in the courtroom and the, and the police calling police and, this and that just it seemed like anyway that wasn't the case of course but there's a lot of other stuff which i thought was good i i wanted to do it because i thought you know i'm i'm learning this business and and it gives you a really good experience to do all that kind of stuff which i think has helped me even you know even even lately you know with all this fbi stuff the last few years i mean like covering hard news is not a big deal It's, it's 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 actually you know energizing to get to do that on top of covering games and writing features or whatever you know so so yeah that's why i've been in it so long there's a you know it's always there's always a cool mix of things to do when you cover a beat like this where you have well, you have a lot of news and you get to know people and write stories about their lives and and then cover the games and 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 and, and the athletic the athletic part of it it's just uh, there's a whole mix it's makes it keeps making it interesting
0: all right bruce you're going to be hanging out with us though up in phoenix though for the EYBL in april correct
1: you know, I was just, it's funny you say that. I was just literally looking at calendar today, trying to figure out when that is. I don't know. I saw something in Queen Creek, I guess, like in late April. I don't even know if that's it or, or what. I'll, or I'll get it. I'll get something. it to you. I was I just looking at this. to figure out. Day. But I do plan to, uh, yeah, I hope to. You know, I, I mean, but, I hope, I, I will come if there are prospects that Arizona is looking at that we think they're looking at or whatever, but. You know, we all know that Tommy lloyd has been pretty selective, uh, uh, you know, recruiting. I'm not sure who's going to be there, so we'll see. Right. But, yeah, yeah, I plan to.
0: All right, Bruce, as always, you're the man, dude. And, again, one of the best dudes in the entire industry. Bruce, really appreciate you, my guy, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me, Mike. All right, that's Bruce Pascoe. I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.